The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 195 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross, a local podcast favorite, is returning for a new season. We'll have that in just a moment, but first, your week in geek. Baby Yoda makes an appearance in Ada, specifically the back wall of a building in Ada. The Ada News reports Chickasaw Nation Director of Fine Arts Brent Greenwood painted the pop culture phenomenon on the old newspaper building's wall at 10th and Broadway. Ada's reaction was immediate and overwhelming. The infinitely huggable little fellow went viral on social media and folks began stopping by for selfies. Greenwood says what he loves about art It's engaging and inclusive nature. He also happens to be a big Star Wars fan. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker spent its third weekend once again at the top of the box office. With a worldwide total of more than $918 million so far, the latest adventure in a galaxy far, far away is expected to be Disney's seventh 2019 release to cross the billion-dollar mark. Over this past weekend, Rise of Skywalker pulled in more than $84 million globally. Meanwhile, Frozen 2 became the highest-grossing animated film of all time at more than $1.3 billion. As a matter of fact, Disney owned the 20-teens in so far as the silver screen is concerned. According to Fandango, the Star Wars and Marvel Cinematic Universe franchises took the top five spots in the highest-selling films of the decade. The franchises went back and forth on the list, starting with Star Wars The Force Awakens at number one, followed by Avengers Endgame, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Avengers Infinity War, and Black Panther. And no surprise to anyone, the top five best-selling family movies of the decade were all Disney animated sequels or remakes of past animated films. It looks like the final installment of the 20th Century Fox Mutants is back on. Two years after it was originally scheduled for release, The New Mutants with Maisie Williams as Rain Sinclair, a.k.a. Wolfsbane, is coming out on April 3rd. The movie, which brings the comic movies into the horror genre, was originally expected to be released in April of 2018, but the Disney acquisition of Fox forced delays. The New Mutants is directed by Josh Moore. Fans of The Scarlet Witch got a late Christmas present. According to CNET, Disney Plus pushed out a tweet on January 1st naming WandaVision as one of its upcoming releases in 2020. The story featuring The Scarlet Witch and Vision was originally set to come out in spring of 2021, but has now apparently been bumped up to this year. While no exact date has been forthcoming, the show would be the second original Marvel project on Disney's streaming service in 2020, joining The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Amazon announces new Mandalorian Funko Pops to add to your collection. While you won't be able to get Baby Yoda until May 15th, Amazon has some new choices for deliveries on February 17th. The new figures include the heavy infantry Mandalorian, the Mandalorian armorer, And, of course, the Mandalorian 
on a blurg. Others include the Incinerator Stormtrooper Offworld Jawa Q90 and Amazon-exclusive Chrome Mandalorian. This has been your Week in Geek. The Okie Show Show is kicking off its fourth season this week. Joining us to talk about his host, Brian Gilliland. Brian, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm so excited I'll, to be here. So, I love y'all's setup. So for those who don't know, just to kind of uh, give us the elevator speech of what the Okie Show Show is about. So the Okie Show Show is a podcast that kind of explores the inner workings of the film and music industry within the Midwest. So we talk about all the, you know, we're, we're basically learning how to do this along with you. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in getting into uh, a lasting career in the entertainment industry, you could follow along this podcast and you can kind of <laughs> follow along as we yeah. kind of figure all of this stuff out. Like how does... What's it like to be a first assistant director or a locations manager? Mm-hmm. What's it like to be a musician on tour of you know different genres and stuff? So we kind of get into all the nitty gritty of just how it all works because it's really it's it's a little it's complicated. It's not an easy yes. thing to navigate. Hey, it's a show about shows. It's a show how about does, shows. How, how does shows. That's right. And because and what's really great though, I love the fact that. And I've talked to this many times when we've got uh, our guests from Dead Center, when we've got our guests doing uh, doing films, that Oklahoma is no longer the flyover state. That you could actually have a film career in this state. Oh, and that's for pretty sure. amazing. Yeah. Well, and like I make my I make my living being a freelance sound mixer and boom operator for the film industry here, and um, and it's been so cool to see the film industry grow over time like i've been involved in the local music scene here too for good like since 2007 or something Mm -hmm. like that but then you know seeing the film industry from where it was 10 years ago to now like that's literally how i make my living yeah and then i (laughs) find time to do a podcast and all that kind of stuff around all that because the freelance schedule is weird but uh (laughs) yes but it's been really really cool to see that and there's so many opportunities for young filmmakers to you know stay in their hometown Mm -hmm. and not have to move out to California or New York or some other crazy big city or something like that. You can do it right here. And the nice thing is that you can, there is a, um, an aspect to that, that kind of feels like you're a big fish in a small pond, Mm -hmm. but you're a big fish in a big pond. Right. And, and it's, it's a little easier to, um, excel, I think here than if you were to move elsewhere there, you're, you, you get swallowed up if you yeah. go to LA, Chicago, uh, even, uh, of course, even now Atlanta, uh, where oh I think gosh, everybody's yeah. filming, um, so you being here in Oklahoma, you can actually shine. You could, you know, you look at like Jacob Burns, you look at, yep. uh, you know, look at some of the guys who are just doing it here and we know who they are here and yeah. it's kind of cool. It's really cool because like the other, you know, um, it's, first of all, your locations are much more easily accessible. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people that are far more willing to be helpful and collaborate with you. You know, whenever you go out to to California or New York, ever the, the competition, it's so dense. There's so many people there that are trying to do the exact same thing that you're doing. So rather than, uh, collaborating, you're competing. Yeah. And so you're butting heads with a lot of people that are kind of trying to push you out of the way. You know, yeah, it's, they don't want to, you to take over what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. want you to steal their thunder. That's not the case here. Yeah. And that's the really cool thing about Oklahoma that I think sets us apart from a lot of the other uh, film industries within the country is that we are 
very much about collaboration. Mm -hmm. Like I know the Burns Brothers, I've helped them out with their last two feature films. Mm -hmm. I've known uh, Ryan Belgart and helped him out with Jurassic Games and all their movies and stuff. And I've seen these local filmmakers grow yeah. incredibly fast. Like when you look at, you know, in comparison to a lot of other filmmakers elsewhere, these guys have been able to excel really fast. Yeah. It's been really cool to watch. The work that they are able to do is phenomenal. And the reminder that uh, no matter no matter what, it, it's all about the story. Yeah. Uh, and 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 we as long as you tell a good story, you're going to have a good film. Yeah. And, and that's what I think we, we need to remind people. Yeah. about that oh no i agree man i agree because uh I, I again like i think people can very easily kind of get wrapped up in um you know they can i'm trying to think of a, a decent example that that won't offend any <laughs> fan base <laughs> good luck with that yeah we'll use 2001 space odyssey <laughs> no I'm kidding but yeah no i think that um telling a story is like the ultimate uh, that's that should be the ultimate goal. And I think yeah. it's really easy for people to get sidetracked of like, I'm going to make something look astounding and I'm going to win all the awards and I'm going to get rich <laughs> and famous. That's not exactly the best right. motives if you're wanting to be a filmmaker or, uh, you know, all of us that work in all the different departments. At the end of the day, we are storytellers. Yeah. And that's what I love about like the 48 hour uh, movie. Uh, oh, I love the, the 48 the, hour. That's incredible because you are forced to tell a story. No yeah. matter what, you've got to tell the story. Yeah. And otherwise it's not going to be any good. And and I love that fact that, that, that that's the emphasis. Yeah. Yes, we fortunately we have the technology and, and we can we can do things a little bit faster. We have than the we technology. Do. Yeah. But it doesn't <laughs> matter what how good the technology is, you've got to be able to write a good piece that people are interested in. Yeah, you know, yeah. A good protagonist or a good antagonist or, you know, a good beginning, middle, and end. These things yes. matter still. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's one of those, the 48-hour film race is such a um, fantastic route for young filmmakers mm -hmm. to uh, just get their workflow down because, like, telling a concise story with a beginning, middle, and end is much more challenging than people think it is. And the way that you you learn how to do that is you just got to do it. Yeah. You, and that's one thing that we really encourage you, encourage our listeners on uh, the Okie Show Show is just do it. Right. Stop overthinking it. Stop worrying about how great it's going to look and how amazed everybody's going to be. <laughs> just make something yes. because it's not going to be gold <laughs> that's right. right out the gate. You got to be able to screw up a little bit. Yeah, which is why some of the local filmmakers have grown so quickly. Totally. Is because they've just done it and the yeah. more you do it the better you're going to get that's right just do it yeah you know if you're wanting to be a writer nothing's stopping you from writing that's right you know you, you it, again you're not trying to win an academy award right mm -hmm. out the gate no no <laughs> no one has ever done that no ever gonna, and no one's going to no one's going to sit and write the great american novel the first time they sit down and write down the, their first book yeah you know I, if you're doing NaNoWriMo great you know but but just realize that you're just doing this for yourself you're just yeah. doing this to practice because eventually you could eventually you could write the great American novel but it's got to start with that first few words in the first if, you know yeah. thing that you've written it for doesn't sure. have to be perfect yeah well I mean like and I'll tell you we we got to talk to I was so excited to have this opportunity to, to speak to one of my like biggest influences uh, there's a YouTube channel called Film Riot, and the creator of that YouTube channel's name is Ryan Connolly. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy that, like, I watched his YouTube channel the entire time I was in film school. I would just, like, and he was kind of figuring stuff out as he went along as well. Right. Like, you know, you want to be a filmmaker? Let's figure it out. Let's yeah. go on this journey. 
And so I went on that journey with him just watching his YouTube channel. And so he was this massive influence to me. And so we, I, on, a, on a lark, I sent him an email one day. And I was like, would you like to be on the podcast? <laughs> a couple days later, my freaking hero writes back. And he's like, I would love to be on the podcast. <laughs> and then awesome. sure enough, there he is on our, on, he was our season finale uh, last season. Yeah, that's amazing. And it was so cool because he reiterated that very point of like, just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about it being mind-blowing. Just do it. And this is a guy that's been making short films and just creating content for well over a decade. He yeah. still hasn't done his own feature film yet. He's still working to get to that point. You know, and he's and he has made several short films and every single time he does, like that was one thing that he pointed out in that interview is like, I'm still figuring this out. Yeah. This is a guy that's been doing it for forever and he's yeah. still figuring it out. I love that. I, I think that's such a wise way to, to go about things. Because it's not, especially when you're doing film, because it's not, I think a lot of people, if they're not into film, if they've never done it before, they don't realize that you do not shoot it from beginning to end. It's not like a play. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> I did, I did, I did, a, I worked with this little student project. It was my first time to ever do any kind of film work. And uh, just the realization that, I was doing the climactic scene like halfway through the day. Yeah. And then the the more boring scenes at the very end of the day. And I'm like, yeah. this is so confusing. Oh, and man. It, you've got you've got to be, especially as an actor, you've got to realize that you can't, you can't just give it all. Because yeah. you've got to do it. First off, do it over and over again. Oh, for sure. Um, well, that's why film acting is so different yeah. from theater acting. And it's, so you've got to realize where you are and, and what's going to be coming next. And, well, it's different. And the same way as a, as a director, as a writer, as, as uh, lighting, sound, whatever it is, you've got yeah. to realize that, that this is not in, in chronological order. <laughs> yeah. You know, it yeah. is in whatever scene needs to be shot at whatever time. Yeah. Um, and that takes practice. Oh, for sure. To be able to yeah. do that. You've got to allow yourself to fail. You've got yeah. to allow yourself to, um, you know, do something that's imperfect in order to get to that to that better route. And also one thing that uh, is so important that I think is overlooked a lot is that you've got to be able to collaborate with people and you've yeah. got to be able to get along with people because when you're working in film, you're, you're working 12 all the way up to 16 hour days, you know, five mm -hmm. to six day weeks. That is a long time to spend with a butthole. Yes. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to just hang out some, with a jerk all day. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think sometimes uh, some some actors who I might think you might think are really good, you know, wonder why they might have dropped off the. It's like oh, if, dude. if they're hard to work with. Yeah. Then no one's gonna. It's it's it, although Hollywood is uh, got a lot of people in it. It's yeah. still a small town. Oh my gosh. Well, and like it I gets can. Word gets around that you're kind of hard to work with. Yeah. It's insane. No one wants to work with that. I'll tell you. Here's a great example. I was just working on a movie with Robert Patrick, who who was the T1000 for. From Terminator yeah. 2. This movie also had Nick Stahl, who was John Connor from Terminator 3. We had. <laughs> it, I, I was really wishing that we could have a battle at some point. It never happened, <laughs> which made me sad. But then we had Tony Hale, who's from Arrested Development mm -hmm. and from Veep, and like, you know, he's the voice of Forky and all this yes. stuff. He's a rising star in Hollywood right now. And then we had this one guy. And this one guy was the most mind blowing jerk. Really? I mean, like, the the he it was we it was so it was so bizarre like i guess like i, I was talking to one of the pas and she was like you're not gonna believe this but uh the, you know why tony hale wouldn't go into that trailer that that other guy was in because apparently he pooped everywhere and then like 
was having issues all over the place. As one of the actors? Yeah. And he, and like, you know, this is why I don't, I'm not a huge method actor fan. Like if that, if you have to go to the lengths that you're spreading poo all over your trailer. See, I did, I, I, I was, I did acting and you, method acting, and this is what I tell everybody, method acting is designed to be a practice for how to become an actor. Right. It's not (laughs) supposed to be used when you're actually on the set, on the screen, on the stage. It is designed to help you kind of get an idea of how to get in touch with emotions. You're not supposed to be a real method actor once you become an actual actor. That's the that's the funny thing is like if you're using the the excuse of I'm a method actor, you know anytime that, that you're just, just a jerk, jerk yeah, yes. that's not an excuse. But like uh, this same guy ended up he finished with us, and like there was a small celebration amongst the crew whenever mm. he finally left. We're all like, oh my, god. thank you, God, he's gone. The entire set just goes. Even the director <sighs> and the first assistant director on this movie were openly like, oh my wow. god. I never want to work with this person ever sure. again because I mean, like he, he would have tantrums on set. He would scream. He would start crying and like running out into the woods like a crazy person crying. And I'm the sound guy, so yeah. I get to listen to him <laughs> on mic <laughs> weeping because the camera wasn't on him. Oh my god! It was oh, it was wow. it was almost it was it was so terrible. It was like fantastic yeah. how terrible it was. But the same guy ended up moving on to another movie that was being shot in Oklahoma, and he was supposed to do two days on this movie, uh-huh. and they wrote him out of the script within four hours. Wow! Like, moral of the story is just be, just yeah. be, be nice to people. Be nice to people. And, and that goes for crew oh, too. Yeah, in, in Oklahoma, you we do kind of. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I love Oklahoma is we are some of the nicest people. Yeah, Canadians. Voted us number one in, That's, in niceness. I remember that. That's <laughs> right. Canadians consider us nice. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about it. So, so we kind of already have an in. We realize what it's like to work together. Yeah. Um, and and so, so yeah, don't, don't be a jerk on the screen. Because, yeah, you're right. Even because uh, most, I, I, you know, sound people, lighting people, I think their goal, although everyone... I, wants to be the best at what they're doing there's also some of them who want to go on to be directors and want to go on to do other things and so when you mess them mess with them once they get to on to being direct they're not going to hire you yeah you know well and this is like this industry is completely word of mouth based Mm -hmm. and reference based it's not you're not climbing a corporate ladder or anything like this is you know when you're working in film it is the freelance world like maybe you'll get a contract with a studio or something like that, but I'd like uh, as far as whenever you're working in Oklahoma as a as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, you're either going to work for a studio doing commercials and corporate stuff, or you're going to be working freelance, or you're going to be working a combination right. of both. Um, but for the majority of the the feature films that come in here, if you're wanting to work in feature films, you're going to be freelance, right. and so you will be a hundred percent reference based. So personality goes a long way. It does. Just be somebody that, you know, is fun to be around. And uh, and I guarantee you, and be open to learning things. Right. Like, that's the other thing. Like, if you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. That's, yes. <laughs> yes. Surround yourself with other people who are smarter than you, because yeah. then you can learn something. And also, I think, because I know that uh, when some of these uh, directors you said are like are, are, that are up and coming in Oklahoma, they're wanting to, the next 
thing they're wanting to do, they're going to go call the guy who was really good on the sound that they really yeah. trusted to do the work. And, and, you know, and, and eventually of course that person might be busy. So that person might go, well, you know, I have actually worked yeah. with this other guy and that's, that's how you get into these, these, Oh, these for gigs. sure. Like I, I pass work along to all sorts of people and like, I try to, to help PAs or, uh, you know, up and comers like get just an entry job, which is a production assistant. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I recommend people all the time and uh, because I want to see people, you know, excel in their, in reaching their yeah. dreams and their goals and stuff. And what goes around comes around like really hardcore in, in this world, it feels like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever you, you help other people out, then they help you out. And it's just, and it's, and I think that's unique to Oklahoma sure. also. Like, you know, it just kind of goes back to we like to collaborate and we get along. Yeah. And, and that's just so important. Yeah, we're incredibly Be friendly. A decent people. person. With uh, now, because I know you also focus a lot on uh, the technologies uh, that 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 we have. Yeah. Has has the technology helped also in the fact that we can do films here in Oklahoma that uh, that they're doing basically in other parts of the country? Yeah, because for sure. The technology is so much cheaper. Well, yeah, it's uh, we we call it the democratization of the film industry because the first of all the equipment has become far more effective for lower prices. So right. your the accessibility to gear just to be able to tell a story is a lot more realistic nowadays. Um, and so, and, and the other thing is that the technology is constantly advancing and constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And the industry is actually trying to figure this out right now of like, is this a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> that yes. everyone can have access to a high-powered camera? Is it a good thing that everybody... I think it is. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, on the larger business corporate scale, they're like, well, I don't know about this. Right. Yes. I don't know about all these these people being able to create all their content without having to go through us. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's it's been interesting to see the back and forth with that from yeah. like the, you know, from Aeroflex and, and, you know, sound devices and all that kind of stuff of like having to compete mm -hmm. with other companies like Blackmagic and Zoom uh, and they're adjusting, which yeah. is, you know, I think that's that's... To me, that's how it should be because all of us want to be able to tell a story. You shouldn't have to be a multimillionaire to be able to do that. Right. And it also, um, it makes being, if you're wanting to do like a Kickstarter or something like that, it makes that much more realistic if you're wanting to tell a story for rather than $5 million <laughs> that you have to raise. Yeah. You know, if you want to do a Kickstarter or something like that, you could tell a story, a yeah. concise story for $10,000 or something like that. Yeah. And, and you've also, uh, it's not only that, it's also distribution uh, that has become, because of YouTube, for example, yeah. and, and Vimeo, and, and there are uh, many other uh, video sites out there. That has just helped you. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are just, they're just putting their movies out there. And if yeah. they get picked up, great. If they get watched, fantastic. But yeah. mostly it's just to get the story out. It's really interesting because, you know, back in the day, the way that you had to go about doing it is that you'd make your film and then you'd run your film through all the festivals. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, for the love of God, somebody <laughs> at one of those festivals would see you who was represented from a distributor right. and they would pick you up and then they'd send you, you know, you'd, you'd get on a sales list and all this kind of stuff. That's how it used to happen. Nowadays, it's, that is a way to do it, mm -hmm. um, but you can self-distribute so much more easily nowadays. Now, the question is, you know, if you do self-distribution, is a billion people gonna see your stuff? Right. Probably no. not, but 
the the accessibility to actual platforms for an audience to see your stuff is far easier. Yeah. So now it's not so much you're trying to find a distribute a distributor distributor or right. yeah. whatever emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> now it's more of a a question of uh, how hardcore can you market and all right. that kind of stuff, which is a you know kind of a best kept secret too. I feel like you know so they can. Uh, learn a new skill along with uh, the production side. Which, which, the... which people need to go to the Okie Show Show YouTube site. There are some funny That's skits right. that you guys have. Uh, I, I, I just recently, I, was, I, was, I saw the, the X-Men uh, spinoff. That's Art, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. That we is, were so proud of that. You should be. I was disappointed that there are so, you don't have many viewers watching it. <laughs> so everybody... Go watch this because it's hilarious. Tell your friends to watch it because I, it's it's I, it is to me uh, Saturday Night Live quality uh, parody. We were yeah, we were really really proud of that. That's one thing that our podcast has been able to give birth to yes. is this this um, now we're able to take the things that we learn mm -hmm. from all these talks with all these different creators and stuff, and we're actually able to implement those lessons into real world right. you know exercises which create things like this X-Men sketch. And this X-Men sketch is just a, it's like a, a parody of yeah. the world's most useless superheroes. <laughs> I love Blanket Boy. Blanket Boy, that's right. <laughs> a man who is a human sweat. blanket. And it, it's really been fun to kind of watch this thing uh, develop because you know now we have a writer's room. And mm -hmm. so that script was, uh, that was an idea that was written by our also director of that film, which was Nicholas Zabo. He also plays the the main character. Yeah. So that was fun. Yes, he yes. was the writer. And then we, you know, the writer's room, all these other writers, and we have a lot of comedians in there too. And so we do punch-ups and make it, mm -hmm. try to get it as funny as we can. Very similar to kind of the workflow of SNL and that kind yeah. of thing. Like we totally... We're ripping them off. <laughs> yeah, well, that's no. I mean, that's that's not just SNL. I mean, that's The Simpsons. That's oh know, yeah. You sit in a room with comedians. Yeah. and you come up with stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's that is so much fun when you have a script that's already pretty solid on its own, and then you get to do punch ups with a bunch of other like comedy enthusiasts and comedians and stuff. It is first of all hysterical. Yeah. Because there's so many other options that you know didn't make it into the final <laughs> script that were equally hilarious. Um. But it's just so cool, yeah. that collaboration. I love that. And then we got to bring a bunch of students from EOC Tech on and Metro Tech, yeah. and they, like, they all help in the process, and they get an IMDb credit and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it was just really, really fun. And I, well, what's really funny is, because, I, I, again, I was, I was kind of disappointed that I saw, how could there only be like, it's like 600 and something right. yeah. viewers. <laughs> I'm like, how is that possible? Because it's hilarious. You know what's going to happen? Is in about two years, someone's going to find Somebody it. Somebody's going to find it, And yeah. it's going to go viral. Because I've heard about that happening. Yeah. Is that things that were around for like two or three years, and, oh, and all of a sudden sure. it goes viral. And I'm like, oh, it went viral overnight. And I'm like, it's been Virality like is years. such a curious yeah. thing. Because, you know, I've, got, I've gotten to talk to a lot of different uh, filmmakers that have done viral projects that went viral. Mm -hmm. Like we talked to Andrew Bowser on the show. Uh, and he does the Onyx the Fortuitous, the weird Satanist guy on, on mm -hmm. YouTube. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen these videos of this weird Satanist guy that goes into like these big monologues whenever he's on the news, but we got to talk to him and that's totally like he made these videos of this weird Satanist guy <laughs> at this like Satanist rally that was on the news and he cut himself into this news clip and uh, it was up on the internet for like a year and a half before anyone actually saw it and then it just exploded. Yeah. And now the guy's like a meme and yes, a exactly. gif or gif or however you say it. And uh, 
it's yeah. And then, you know, Kyle Roberts with all of his stuff, like mm -hmm. how do you manufacture this virality? There's there's really no way to know. Yeah. So we want we want you to make a meme. You want to make something yeah. viral. I'm like you can't do that. You can't do that. It's gonna happen or yeah. it won't. It you just because I no one I I and a good example of that right now is uh is uh this baby is the baby Yoda. Oh my thing. gosh, yeah. You know, everyone was a thought. Oh well Disney is just cutifying Star Wars. I'm like, Disney had no idea that this was gonna happen. Yeah. If they did, I guarantee you there would be more toys. There would oh, be for more. Sure. I mean, they would they would have plastered Christmas with everything. I can't get a baby Yoda uh, bobblehead until May fifteenth or something yeah. like that. I was like, and see, if they could have bottled that, surely they would have done that with one of these other four movies yeah, that they've crammed they out. They had no idea it was going to be as popular as it is. And oh, so man. that's and so you never know. I'm you know the people who did I'm Grumpy Cat. I'm pretty sure just went. I'm going to put pictures <laughs> of my cat. Out, you know, Grumpy Cat, Mary, rest in peace. A long live um, Grumpy Cat. Um, they just put his picture out there, and then all of a sudden, it was like it just took off. Yeah, no one plans for these things. You know, most of the people are just like, it just happens. It just happens. I mean, I think there's some things that you can kind of do of like, you know, you're you're you know, make sure you use proper hashtags. Right. And try to share it to people that have you know, well-followed blogs and yeah. that kind of thing. And then, of course, as you say, just do it. Just do if, it, if, yeah. If you don't do it at all, then it's definitely not going to go viral. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was funny because, like, we did that sketch. We had been doing several sketches before then, but that was our first, like, really big thing mm -hmm. that we tried to do. And, you know, the, the reason why we do these things, these sketches, are so that we can learn yeah. – you know, different lessons that we can then apply into the next thing. And we learned a bevy of lessons. I was going to say, that. it's a quite a cast. Uh, it's Big def cast. different locations, yeah. uh, different, uh, different lighting because you're, you're both inside and outside and you, yeah. the location of the school. I recognized what was not, I mean, the outside of it, not the, because the, the inside. Oh was different. yeah. So the outside was actually Overholzer Mansion. That's what it was. Okay. And those guys, like the the folks over at Overholzer Mansion, are just fantastic. We got to actually have them on mm -hmm. the show to for one of our Halloween specials, and from that interview that we did with them, I was like, I bet you, I bet you they would be down to let us shoot there. And then sure enough, they were. Yeah. And uh, and then the inside of it was oh gosh, there's a church off of Classen. We shot inside a church, and the interior is just really cool yeah um gosh i wish i could think of the name i of love it. the stairs heading right, right next to the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the main doors and yes professor xander <laughs> falls down because he's wearing he's not in a wheelchair he has he crutches, crutches. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic everybody go look at this it's hilarious anyway um so you guys are starting a new fourth season uh what uh any ideas of what we can expect for the fourth season so our first episode of season four is actually up it went up uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. and it's featuring JB, an Emmy Award-winning hip-hop artist from right here in Oklahoma, and he is also kind of a business mogul. Like he's yeah. been touring as a musician and as a as a rapper for God knows how long. But you know, he's got his hands in all sorts of different entrepreneurial, you know, businesses and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that was one of the things that we we really wanted to talk to him about, of like, how do you go from one thing to the next seamlessly and make it all work. Um, Along with him, we also have Tava Sofsky from the Oklahoma Film Music Office. She's coming on the show to talk about the rebate, how to access the film rebate, you know, if you're wanting to make your Which own movie. thankfully went up again. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you, all you voters. That's right. We also have um, John Shryock, who kind of gives us a state of the film industry address. Mm. As, like, 
because John Shryock is a local uh, Gripen Electric that has been in the film industry for actually like 25 years. Wow. So he's been in this since it was, you know, next to nothing, mm -hmm. all the way up to now. And, you know, he, he goes out and does work in California and all in Atlanta and stuff. Mm -hmm. He just did a job out in Hawaii. Um, and he's been on everything under the sun. So he, he gives us a really cool outlook of like where we've been, mm -hmm. where we are now, and where we're we're more than likely going to be That's in the next awesome. five to 10 years. And it's just just really, really neat. Along with him, we've also got uh, Alex McNichol from uh, Transparent, the Golden wow. Globe award-winning show Transparent. Yeah. He plays uh, the son in that show. And then he was also the lead in a film that was shot here called Sleeping in Plastic. Mm -hmm. So he called in, talked to us about just what the, the, the big difference between working on a large scale show like Transparent. He was also in the fifth wave with uh, Grace Moretz, I think her mm -hmm. name is. Um, and then what it's like to work on a little indie yeah. like Sleeping in Plastic and like the contrast between those as an actor and as somebody that doesn't live in Oklahoma, what what it was like to shoot here That's on that really scale. Cool. Um, we've also got, that, <laughs> this is probably the episode that I'm most excited for and it's gonna be coming out um, Let's see, what day is it? It's gonna be coming out the second Monday, or I'm sorry, the third Monday of January, whatever yeah. that day is. Um, but we talked to David Bizarro, who is a puppeteer, and he's from Oklahoma. He lives in New York City now, but he's a puppeteer that works for Sesame Street and has oh, done wow. all sorts of, you know, like he talks about uh, uh, working with Snuffleupagus <laughs> and all of those puppeteers. We also have Chandler Jackson on that episode, who's a local puppeteer. And they're a part, they're both a part of the Puppeteers Guild. I didn't know that that was a thing, yeah. but it exists. There is a guild of puppeteers holding meetings with be. their puppets. <laughs> and, you know, if you're wanting to be a puppeteer, uh, this is a fantastic episode to listen mm -hmm. to, to learn how to get started in puppeteer work. Yeah. It's so, that's something that I literally know nothing about. But I grew up with my mom doing puppets, mm -hmm. you know, for me and my brother, you know, putting us to bed with puppet stories. Sure. And it was just such a fun delight. But it's become real because, I mean, you yeah. look like the baby Yoda. Again, we're talking yeah. about is, is that is, I think some of it is, is CG certainly, but for the most part, that is it's, all it's the real because, deal. It's real because people effects. want to get back to the practical effects yeah. that I love. Um, and it's wonderful that they're doing it. So it's yeah. a great episode for, for people to tune into. For sure. It's very important. Yeah. And not only do we talk about like the actual practical effects of puppeteering, but we talk about what the future is holding for puppeteering mm -hmm. and how there is a merging that is happening with VFX and practical effects um, where actual, you know, puppeteers using their hands are there's new technology coming out where they're implementing VFX and motion motion um, motion tracking and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So it's it's really cool. I love seeing what the future holds mm -hmm. with this industry because you know we're constantly evolving and there's new technologies coming around and it's really cool seeing how the old style practical effects and old style techniques are being implemented in this new technology. Yeah. So we get into all of that. That's awesome. And it's really, really cool. And you guys record at the uh, at, at the Tower Theater, correct? That's right. Yeah, we're right yeah. upstairs in Tower Studios. Do you, is, it, it, is it kind of... Cause it, I know I've been up there and it has an audience. Do you, do you usually, do you have an audience? Do you... Sometimes we have live audiences. You know, with, the, with these uh, new seasons, what we're doing is we're recording everything um, in advance. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of backlogging all of our interviews and stuff. And then we put together all the episodes and then we 
we put them out uh, every other week, every right. other Monday. Um, and then as we're putting them out, we have a schedule, right. and then we'll record uh, live episodes. So we'll actually do events. We just had our kickoff party uh, mm -hmm. this last Sunday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. and it was a freaking blast. <laughs> and we had a real live audience. We had about 50 people out there, you know, and, you know, we just did our did our yeah. normal thing that me and Kelly do. And uh, it's just a real hoot. And so we'll, we'll kind of uh, smatter our live shows right. in between the pre-recorded episodes and stuff. So we record 18 episodes in total. But then we'll also do a lot of live episodes that we'll broadcast on the channel. So the JV one's out now. Um, and so the next one is going to be the, the puppeteering one. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, do you, and do they do you do you post them on uh, YouTube? Do you, are the are all your shows posted on YouTube or just some of them? So all of our episodes are posted on Mostly Harmless Media's YouTube right. channel. And then we we film them and then I try to get them. I try to get the, the video side of the podcast up. Mm. within the within the next couple of weeks uh whenever the f episodes first come out the best place to go is itunes podcasts yeah. <laughs> because you know we want people to sure yeah we're, well, we're trying to siphon that traffic wherever you get your you get, wherever you get your podcasts you know go to itunes get it you know through your, through your right. apple podcasts um and and obviously because as soon as that drops you yep. immediately get it you get you get the word about um where can people find out information about your show when Okishowshow.com is the best place to go. That's where we have all of our original sketches. That's where we have our videos of the podcast. And then we have links to all the different platforms that we have the podcast hosted on. Is that a new website? Um, ish. Yeah. We, we just kind of revamped everything for the new season. Right, so there's okay. a lot more featured on the website. We've had the domain name. <laughs> but... Because Okie Only, Show Show, it's, yeah. it's not like somebody's going to come up. Yeah, there's not a lot of competition for the okieshowshow.com <laughs> <laughs> domain name. So we got we to gotta handle on that. <laughs> but that's where we have all of our stuff, all the links. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if people want to support the show, there's links to that, to our Patreon account mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, and also, if you want to advertise on the show, we advertise not just businesses, but we also advertise freelance individuals, too. That's great. So. Yeah. Um, and so, and in Twitter, Facebook, that's right. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram at Okie show show, uh, facebook.com slash Okie show show. And then Okie show show.com is, it's kind of the central hub for everything. That's great. And anything else you want to add to people, man? Um, I'll tell you if, if you are listening and you want to get involved in some of the sketches that we do, um, you know, yeah. just email info at Okie show show.com. We also will be hosting um, monthly improv jams. Mm -hmm. we're, we're working on getting a new home because we're we kind of we're we're changing the venue, but we hold live improv jams where anyone who wants to come out that wants to jump up on stage and try improv for the first time, this is a safe place to do it. That's awesome because all of us are just there to have fun. Yeah. it's not really a show so much as just a bunch of people you know fooling just around off, yeah. and just trying new things. Improv is one of those things that we do on the show. It's it, we we have uh, Kelly Lawson and myself, the two hosts. Yeah. We have been performing improv for well over a decade at this point. So at the end of every episode, we like to play improv, kind of based on the conversation that we just had with mm -hmm. our guest. And so we'll launch our way into a just a, a out of nowhere scene, and then I get to add sound effects and stuff, and it's really fun. Which is always fun. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, so, so thank you so much for showing up, Brian. This is good. Absolutely. Been great. Thank you ah. so much for having me. Ah, fantastic. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our on Twitter and Facebook at 
Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU. Michael C. And do you have a t- personal Twitter account that, or, or Facebook? I don't really. I am. If, if you don't give it on out, the that's personal fine. side, yeah. I don't really have anything. Some people don't. <laughs> it's all Okie Show Show. There you go. That's Okie Show Show is all you need to know. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of me personally, that's the best way to do it. Because yeah. otherwise, I'm AWOL. And, and info at Okie Show Show. Yep. Info at Okie Show Show or Brian at Okie Show Show.com. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Brian Gilliland, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.